It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 46, Snake Dance. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jerk, yeah? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. The polarity of the neutron flow is that the TARDIS should be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's the resulting reaction is fighting. Are you ready? Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show. You're a tra- tra- tragic. Tragic. <laughs> You're Jurassic. Uh... Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your classic tri-weekly Doctor Who review podcast. I am your host, Eric. And I'm your other host, Dan. And we are back once again. Three weeks have passed, and here we are. Back in the saddle, riding uh, that snake. Contractually obligated to review classic Doctor Who review podcasts. We actually review classic Doctor Who review podcasts. So who's Meta up? review. Uh, which podcast are we looking at today, Dan? This time, we're looking at that <laughs> one that's imagine? always ahead of us in the store. Yeah, how awful would that be? That <laughs> podcast? We are, we're reaching peak Doctor Who podcast, so we might need to start doing meta shows. Oh, God. Um, so we Can have a imagine? lot to discuss, right? I mean, we had yeah. three weeks ago, for those following along at home that are subscribing to our podcast, we had recorded on the morning of the announcement of the new doctor we hadn't we didn't know at that time i believe you and i talked about it very briefly but yep. we didn't really know who it was going to be and it nope. ended up being her name is jody whitaker um i guess she's more well known in uh in britain than she is here um i kind of know her from Broadchurch, but i didn't really watch that much of it so oh, but you've at least seen some of it I had, yeah, yeah. Right. And she was in but, Attack, Attack the Block, which I haven't Which seen, I did I see. I don't was, actually... I like that movie a lot, but I don't really remember her in that so much. But anyway, yeah, so that that was pretty cool. We found that out. And then yeah. what happened, Eric? Uh, what happened? Well, I got to <laughs> tell you, there was lots of talk of, of backlash, and I'm using some quotes. But for the most part, maybe I'm just following... I'm in an echo chamber, I guess. Uh, but the only negative things that I saw were people complaining about people making negative comments about this woman playing the doctor, right? And I, I understand yeah. that it does exist. There's certainly, you know, sure. You search on that, you see an announcement, you just see the garbage coming up, and, and yep. just awful Bile people everywhere. saying horrible things. I have to say though, I and I commented on this on our on our uh, Doctor Who show Twitter feed that. Everyone that we follow, everyone that was on our timeline was super amped about it, really excited, um, and loved the fact that they had finally cast a woman. So our feed of the people that we uh, – our show followers that we follow were, were pretty excited about that with a notable exception. Yeah, I, mean, I think you're probably referring to Peter Davison came out and said something stupid. Obviously, and then he – he his whole statement basically was, oh, we should be open-minded. It's – you know, he – in the full context of what he said, he's like, oh, it's it could be great and give it a chance and blah, blah, blah. But then in the middle of that, he slipped in that he his he was lamenting for the fact that young boys won't have role models now because apparently boys aren't allowed to have uh, female role models, which doesn't right. make any sense. None. And this isn't the first time Peter Davison has said something stupid. Like if you 
look back, like even as far back as like 2012 or 13, it came up in an interview and he was like, the doctor could never be a woman because right. it would be like changing James Bond. and Which would also be change. awesome. It's like you've got two hearts. None of this stuff makes sense. The problem that he has is it would be weird if the doctor became a woman. And he's no, There's no issue with putting a piece of ste- celery on your lapel <laughs> out of nowhere for no reason. That's not weird. Never make reference to it. Just have it there. Yeah, yeah well. Whatever. He seems like he's kind of see, a pain in the ass. I would have – I would have – I understand it's Twitter. It's 140 characters. You kind of just it's it's almost like people's id just gets released. Um, and I would have maybe been like, OK, it was out of context. It wasn't his full statement. That's fine. But you're right. When you go back and see other things that he said in previous interviews, it's like, oh, man, no, wait, that's a pattern. That's not cool. Um, so, yeah, it's just incredibly it, it's just ridiculous to say, like, we, because there are so many obviously so many female fans, so many people of whatever genders that that enjoy doctor who and can get a lot out of it and can have role models of different sexes and genders and it's fine so just completely ridiculous thing so you had mentioned to me that when you were watching um snake dance the episode where a uh, story that we're going to review today um you were having a little bit of a trouble getting yeah, no. into it watching davison that, i actually made that comment to you before i started watching snake dance. oh okay but yes right. anytime sometimes you know i try not to let the uh, the biography of the human portraying something or creating the work influence the actual work, and there's lots of good examples of Boy, this. There are. And sometimes the creator or the actor or the director or the writer does something so awful or just it just poisons Sours you to it. The thing. Yep. Yep. Case in point, Bananas is like one of my favorite movies or was one of my favorite movies. I could watch it a thousand times. It's a Woody Allen movie. And then the more stuff that was coming out about Woody Allen and some of these uh, molestation charges and not just his wife now, but there's other things that were coming out. I, I feel it's hard same. for me to watch bananas. Now I, I felt that way about Roman Plants and another per yeah, oh. I mean it's it's like Andy Hall's especially rough because of the whole um I mean he he basically is dating uh what's her name? Uh Hemingway, Meryl Hemingway, and she's like 17 or 18 in that like yeah, it's he's an, and it was weird like, at the time that's like, a it was familiar pattern anyway. for woody allen like when you yeah. start looking through all the things it's like it just some... keeps happening right and i and at some point because i came to woody allen kind of later and i was watching his movies and it's like okay he's in his when i started watching like he's, and he's in his 50s and 60s and he's still dating like 20 30 year old women it's like that's weird but then you go back and watch older ones like oh okay this is his yeah. thing and it's like and roman it's really... polanski too i don't right. want a world where there's like a creepy dude dr- giving uh, champagne and quaaludes and stuff to like a 14 year old girl and then having sex with her and everything's cool because he's saying she's into it. I don't want that world, but I also don't want a world where there's no Chinatown because it's a near perfect <laughs> movie. And yeah. obviously, when you look at yeah. the two, you're like, this is a kid's life that's getting ruined. So, I, you know, I don't know. Right, it's so not our, something you you. It's like how do you separate the art from the artist? So basically, what you're saying Whatever. is Davison is Roman Polanski. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that. And, and no, but I think he's your point. entitled to his opinion. Obviously, I think it's ridiculous to think that a boy can't have a role model 
that is yes. a, of a different gender any obviously this, any more than I think it's ridiculous for a girl not to look up to the doctor like it's who can't like it doesn't make any sense to me yeah whatever it is a stupid thing to say did it actually end up affecting you when you were watching the story though no not really yeah, I mean no because I mean, I well, we'll get into snake dance but I yeah have exactly strong feelings about snake dance so we'll oh well, we'll get there now I've I'm my curiosity has peaked but before I, mean, I wasn't interested at all yeah to, to drive it back to the, the doctor yeah the new doctor I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what Jodie Whittaker is like, I mean, the fact that she's a woman or not a woman, I don't care. I'm I'm happy to to move beyond where we are now and just get a new showrunner and new doctor yeah. and just see where it goes. I'm I'm sort of into it. I'm very much ready for for a change in tone and pace. I think that Moffat did a great job steering the ship, but uh let's Yeah, I'm let's see where else can go. Something to new to happen. Yeah. Um uh, also Anything before else? we before we dive into uh, dancing Snake with dance. snakes, um, one of our one of our listeners, uh, Christops, had sent uh, <laughs> had asked what we thought about Twin Peaks. Uh, the smoke going to slip in our, our mini Twin Peaks. Right, I can go on for this forever. And this is our, our mini our mini dedicated. review. Uh, our our backdoor pilot podcast of uh, Twin Peaks: The Return. By the way, so I've. I've been watching all of the return. Went back and rewatched uh, Firewalk within the movie, and it's better than I remember it being. Yeah, it's so great. effing good. Uh, went and read all of the Twin Peaks um, secret, secret history, history. novel uh, book, which was incredible. Makes me love the character of Tammy Preston, FBI agent, so much in that book. And then I see the actress, and it makes me want to gouge my. You read that book after the show started. Yes. Whereas I read the book. Immediately, yes. I'm a, you know, because you're a real fan. Because I'm a super fan, and you're <laughs> obviously a fake fan. Um, but going into it, I was more disappointed in Tammy probably than you were because I thought, oh, she's such a big part of the book that there, there's going to be more to the character. And we've talked about this off air. Yeah, she's an amazing singer. Like her music is awesome. But I'm not. I can't get into her acting style. Uh, yeah, or yeah. whatever. They're, they're just seem like they're they've given her some scene. We can't talk about this too. Much I know we can't. We're, we can't. We're going, anyway, going off the rails. But but the the whole point is uh, the tweet. Uh, <laughs> Christoph uh, said to us uh, on Twitter, replying to a tweet that said, "Twin Peaks fans said the original score is iconic." David Lynch says, "The Roadhouse is a Live Nation venue. Stay tuned for new songs from the Coldplay." Yeah, I don't buy which that's... I thought was that's good. That's really funny. Come right, on, but it's totally, totally good doesn't t- make any sense because it's, it's not at all like a Live Nation broadcast. First and secondly, David Lynch would never put Coldplay in the Roadhouse, he except would never... for the Nine Inch Nails, which is actually, I mean, they are on tour doing stuff like that right now. So, like that yeah, was but actually that's kind of because. Funny. They're, they're fans of each other's work. I mean, uh, I know Trent Reznor I know. and they David have Lynch a history. have worked together yes. on stuff, so that doesn't. It's still funny. It's still funny. Anyway, it. I do find it. I. I like the pattern in. Uh, and this will be the last thing about Twin Peaks. Sorry, folks. I do like the pattern that the shows. Each episode is ending with a musical number, whether it's actually in the Roadhouse or it's. Uh, oh, there is the the man playing piano at the in Las Vegas in the one episode? It's just like it's a nice kind of. Uh, sends you out on a really cool mood for that for that individual episode. Yeah, and Angelo's um, music is also there are new pieces yeah, yeah, yeah. in the return. It's not like they pulled that stuff out, but I no, it's love, great. I love the curated music that he's picking bands and music that he likes, and inter- it is it, it makes it more like a moving piece of art that includes music because music is always such an important part of David Lynch that I yes. don't. 
His creative process is very yeah. much driven by music. I didn't yeah, like that yeah. tweet just because it it's it it's it feels just, like it's some funny. kind of corporate. Yeah, your response like, was a little more serious than it needs to be. The return and the first thing that comes to your mind is there's a corporate sellout with like a partnership with like Ticketmaster or something. It's so <laughs> there's literally like scenes of ten minutes of a guy sweeping. So it, I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know. What I have the the thing that I have probably I, the supernatural stuff. I can buy everything that happens in this story, but I can't buy that the Roadhouse's booking agent is that good. That's right. the only thing I have problem with. Well, speaking of supernatural, uh, oh, what about? Huh. Uh, Someone that could turn into a snake of some kind. Oh, well, that sounds like an interesting uh, story to talk about. Dreamscape prequel. Oh, my God, Uh, you're right. Snake dance. Oh, it's one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I forgot about that. Why don't you push the button? I will. Let's do that. And uh, that's actually a Twin Peaks uh, tie-in between (laughs) Snake Man from Dreamscape and Jerry Horn from Twin Peaks. But, okay. Wait, what? Let's get into that. What? Jerry Horn is... No, Chip... I you push you the that, button. Right? The button's been pushed. All right, you button. have to button. I see into the future. I expect it was all the people. I expect it was all the people. Of course, that's what it was. It's easy to get confused in crowds. Anyway, I'm glad you're feeling better. In that? What? Do you see into the future? that yes well between you and me not really I don't I pretend I flutter my fingers gaze deep into the ball and then 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 I make something up whatever comes into my head whatever I think they want to hear after all they're paying doesn't do any harm mind you it's surprising what does come into your head. Sometimes I surprise myself. Is it surprise? What's, it? What's the matter? What? What's wrong? Is it? <laughs> Is it? Well, look now. This is Snake Dance. This is the second serial in the 20th season, 1983, Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 1983 Dan, which was one of the Dan's... It's one of my da- favorite Dan's. Dandiest. Uh, seven-year-old Dan. This is written by Christopher Bailey, directed by Fiona Cummings. Mm-hmm. It's weird that there's a female director, though, because it makes me feel like there's no uh, male role models for directors <laughs> of uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, okay. So what was this uh, story about? Well, Who knows? as a result of experiences that Tegan faced in an episode we never covered... <laughs> Uh, Tegan falls under the spell of the Mara, uh, which ends up having her lead the Doctor and Nisa to a planet called Manusa, not to be confused with Medusa, uh, where she hopes to fulfill the Mara's quest to become flesh once more. Dan, what did you think about this second serial uh, called Snake Dance? It was fine. Okay, let's not start with me. I love this episode. Fine. Let's start with me. No, let me. Let's start with you. All you right. actually had strong feelings. I actually oh, I don't have very. It. I love from the first frame. Okay. There we go. Of this, when they wow. show the weird Holy old hermit dude sitting in the sand, and wow. the and it was like, and I had just watched uh, <laughs> Lucifer Rising, with is a Kenneth Anger film. He's a, like an underground filmmaker. He's a famous, okay. famous dude. Um, there's lots of that 
in this, like just similar shots and the, the editing techniques that they're using and the cutting back and forth between stuff. And, uh, yeah, there was some cool stuff there. And I, I just <clears throat> loved, I loved the art direction. I liked the acting. I thought the story was great. It was easily my favorite Peter Davison story that we've done. Ooh. Except for like Earthshock had, you know, obviously the Adric stuff, which was <laughs> except for all the other heavy. Ones. Um, but other than this was I, this is probably my favorite. I, I loved pretty much the entire thing. I thought it was near perfect. But you did not feel that way. Wow, so I'm interested near to, perfect to see. Um, yeah, as far as like uh, a classic Doctor Who, I don't know. It had, yeah, no, it I had didn't dislike it. I'm not saying so I disliked much good it. I thought stuff it was, in it. I thought it was good. I think there was there was a interesting dreams. story. Like this weird dream stuff going. Like anytime they literally like at one point. They both get bit by snakes and go into this, like, fever dream venom hallucination where they talk to each other through their minds. To It has all this, like, spirituality going on. And I was like, I was all in. I was all in from the get-go. I was like, yes. Just, just I want I want our listeners to know that you typically eat peyote I before was you watch. Peyote. Yeah, That's you were on peyote. I was so say the word peyote, and you said the word peyote, and it's probably because I have a peyote problem. <laughs> it's it's only a problem when you can't have your peyote. Mm-hmm. Um, go on. I want to hear your. No, okay. Your no, no. I don't. I don't have anything really to detract from it. I don't. It was a, it was a it was an interesting story. I I like that it was a continuation of a previous story, especially one that we hadn't seen. So that's a lot of fun. Um, well, so we didn't to, we didn't watch. To stop Kinda. with that, just to stop you on there. Yeah, did stop you me. feel having not having seen Kinda or Kinda as I like to say? I think you kind of do. Do you did you feel lost or no. like not sure no, no, what was no, no, going on? No. Because I didn't, and, no. and I know that they reference it several times, so I knew I was missing. Some backstory, I but I felt like I they was, did a good job. It didn't – no, it wasn't that I would get lost in it or that I didn't understand what was happening. It's that I knew that if I had seen Kinda, this would have been even better. Like it would have had more – I'm better or whatever, just more context. But yeah. no, without it, it's fine. It's just like, you know, okay, I'm just missing a little bit. That would have made it a little bit nicer. We did see um, this story immediately following Kinda. We reviewed The Visitation, and they, they do make reference to – I mean, it's like three seconds of Tegan saying, oh, that was crazy. So, I mean, we had some, a little bit of context that there was something that I had mind control over her, so it wasn't completely unexpected for us. And, you know, other uh, listeners uh, of our show had kind of written to us and, you know, had had recommended that we go watch Kinda. Or after after watching this one, we swing back around to maybe review Kinda um, on our second go-through, come back and watch this again to see how the two work together right and it's the same writer too we should point out that yeah um, yeah uh the guy who wrote this um i already wrote down his name and i'm forgetting it christopher bailey had written kinda and from what i read kinda was so good the script was so good that they commissioned him to do this one and even another one that was never made after this is that the one that became the audio story? Do you know? Maybe. I, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, okay. I thought that the audio story come had back nothing to, to do with him. Okay. But I could be wrong. So, I mean, the more I talk about this, the more I'm going to say, oh, yeah, actually, I really did like it a lot. I well, didn't did dislike you... it. Right. I didn't dislike it at all. Um, I really – I do like that we have more to do with Tegan here and that the actress actually got to to expand her range, show her range, and, like, actually be a different character, which was a lot of fun. She's – I mean, she's really good. Even if it does. wasn't her voice doing most at all. Of the talking, I know, which was fine. I mean, it was it was that actually was really cool. cool. Yeah, I it was that. very cool. Um, 
Yeah. What about Nisa uh, with the new outfit that Nisa's wearing where all of a sudden she's Space Blossom? Did you, did you, <laughs> did you notice that? Like, she's wearing like this mismatch. Like, I, I don't know how to dress It completely dress mismatched. Myself. I'm always c- coming out like, why are you wearing that with that? But even I was like, I'm not sure that that skirt goes with that top. And no. did it seem like she was trying to get the doctor's attention yes. in, a, in a more intimate way? Oh like no! She kept, like, like he's trying to no. do something. She keeps going in front of him and like standing in front of the console. And she just wanted him to notice. She, right. Because this is the first time she's changed clothes in months. <laughs> so right. But she just, she just wanted him to notice. And yeah, he she didn't. De- definitely felt like she was trying to get him to notice. And I was like, well, where is this coming from? It felt like it felt like she was trying to get his attention in a romantic. Way. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't read it as romantic. You, in you're just the saying slightest. just attention. Just please, God, pay, just just pay know, attention. Recognize like, that yeah. I'm a human and I'm here. It's right. Just compliment me on. Oh, isn't that an interesting look? Yeah, you're not was, even a compliment. Just thing, recognize it. And they it, only but... really play on that in the opening episode. You know where she's standing well, in front of him and she's in the yes, new outfit. And... But there's a couple of moments like that. They, they, the two of them actually have a few interesting moments. There's that where she wants him to notice and and he sort of does and says did you do something different and doesn't like quite put his finger on it like that whole like kind of stale thing so he does that then they have a moment much later where the two of them are in the TARDIS control room um they're putting a plan together and they're going to go run out to find um uh Tegan and uh so Nisa opens uh, hits the switch to open the doors and the doctor comes open over and flips the switch the other direction and closes the doors and then they pause, and she opens it again. Right. Did you catch that? That was that was kind of cute, just like that little moment of the two of them, because she kind of was like anticipating what was going to happen before he even said like rush towards the door. She was like, going to open the door, so yeah. it, it just kind of shows their relationship. And then later, I think in the last episode of the story, um, yeah, after I think after um, the two of them meet with uh, Dojin, the the old historian hermit guy, and they have their whole hallucinatory hallucinatory yeah, peyote the dance yep. they're they're kind of heading back to the snake cave and the doctor helps nisa down off of a off of a step they're coming through like a little rock passageway and he, he lifts her up by the waist sets her down um and like basically you know says you're welcome and she's like you didn't need to do that or something along those lines oh Did that didn't that? even pick up on it was no. it was a weird moment like it was weird watching it because he actually you know picks her up by the waist lifts her and sets her down it was maybe like a two-foot step like it was not anything difficult and then she actually comments on the fact that he didn't need to help her do that and walks off okay yeah no it I was strange i don't that. i don't know what to make of that at all um but their relationship is is evolving and interesting um, she she fun. the way that they wrote her in this particular uh, story storyline whatever mm-hmm. Uh, was really good. Like, she had lots of business to do. She was figuring stuff out. She was advancing the plot. You know, there was ideas that she was presenting, and then the Doctor was building off of them. Like, yeah. everybody had something to do. Especially when the two of them are, are in the prison together. They're just yeah. kind of, and like, evolving te- that. The idea to make yeah. Tegan the villain was yeah. awesome, because then it gave Tegan business to do. and it, like, An it actual all... villain instead of just being annoying. Right. Well, Bam, yeah. You're a little harder on Tegan. I am a little harder on Tegan because I want them to do more and, with her. And, and so the, to talk a little bit about the plot. So yeah. Tegan is haunted by these dreams uh, that she's having in the TARDIS. And they're visions of sort of, of the future or where she's going to be or where. It's a it recurring dream that she can't quite remember, but she knows it's the same dream every night. Right. Yeah. And at some point, and maybe this happened 
did this happen off camera? I guess this happened where... probably immediately before we start. We pick up the story. Yeah. Yes, he says something but, like, "Where do you want to go?" And then Tegan. Gives well, the TARDIS the is already in flight. Yep, yep. Um, right. So they they were putting in some coordinates, and Tegan read off the coordinates to him. Okay, and we did not see that last episode at the end because I didn't That's, remember it. Yeah, that. Didn't anyway, happen. this takes it to this planet, uh, which I said was not Medusa; it's Manusa, I think, mm-hmm. uh, where the Mara had sort of enslaved the people, or the people mm-hmm. worship the Mara as sort of a religion, but they were sort of around, and the Federation arrives. Yeah. From outside of the planet, or am I getting that wrong, or was it arising? Uh, it was the kind planet? of. It actually wasn't super clear and. Probably people who have seen this more than us would kind of follow it, but it, it the that whole backstory was just a little rushed and convoluted to me. But yes, there were yeah. a federation of three planets. Um, right, so the Mara overth- had taken over one planet. The Federation comes in and overthrows the Mara, freeing the people yeah. centuries previously. Yes, yes, and so this is about five hundred years. Five hundred years later, yeah. Um, uh, so they have like the Federation is the uh, there's a Federation leader, and then his son is this sort of like weird looking. Like a weirder version of Macaulay Culkin. Oh, you know, like yeah. He had, like, and he also looked like, if you're a fan of the movie Excalibur, like he looked like the evil, the gold uh, oh. wearing dude that, that uh, okay. was the product yeah. of Secret Arthur's Son or whatever from... But in any case... In one of the DVD specials, uh, the uh, director says that she was casting, she wanted to cast a, a younger actor for this role because the the character was written to be such a snot like just such yeah. a horrible which is perfect so when she brought him in she saw him and she described him as having uh looking like a young mick jagger okay i can it, see that that mick jagger lips his yeah. lips are just weird and it looks like he's not quite fully formed he's like maybe he's a little done. they took yeah he hasn't been baked the entire way yeah he was awesome for that role because he's perfect for the role just a dick and like so even much. to his mom and he's bored and he's rich and he just yeah. messes with people on, that are lower class than him and the federator's just, son is bored yeah oh he's Ugh, you know so he would great. be shooting crossbows into people you know off, <laughs> off panel he's very joffrey yeah. um but there's this whole sort of society and then there's the director of kind of archaeology but what was yeah, his historian title? it was a historian, was a historian but yeah of some kind yeah. and he's sort of obsessed with this ancient mara That's culture and ambril they're all yep. getting ready for this this ceremony that they're going to do which is not the most exciting ceremony in the world let's face it i mean they've got the the snake going through the streets and everybody's kind of like chinese of, dragon style kind of but then kind of but they're also watching lesser. weird puppet theater why of like horrific okay. snakes eating people and he kept cutting to the children laughing and it was just like oh boy i mean that was okay the the fact that because that kind of set up like the whole i mean their their history and mythology that are, and religion around the planet of the snake and the people and everything but this is much later on when um, Lon, who's the who's the Federator's son, um, basically uh, gets this historian to come with him because he has this artifact, and there's going to be so many more artifacts. So he's trying to lure him back so we can get uh, get him with Tegan, etc. Um, but they so they're in a rush to get back to the Snake Cave, and they stop and watch this Punch and Judy show. Yeah, and they watch it for, for a, a solid you several minutes. Whole, you watch a good portion of that puppet thing and then that was my one okay then let's go on lot it's a lot more puppet than you expect yeah like (laughs) you sort of hit this point you're like oh that's about enough puppet nope (laughs) still going going. (laughs) still going and it ends in murder with just the snake eating the uh it's uh, nice to see that the punch and judy story is has gone intergalactic that it's in every time and every place like it's 
full-on battery and assault, yeah. uh, but in puppet form. So but you get great. a lot of, like, little neat things in this, like, festive marketplace. Um, Which I love. By the way, I love the production design cool. there. There's, like, the, production the weird design was great. snake toy salesman that yeah. was kind of creepy. There is yep. the guy that's dressed like a demon. What is he? He does something. you got to give him a quarter or he's going to dump a bucket of water on your head somehow. It was like a weird, you <laughs> so can't do that on television. It's like very yes. early version of you can't do that on television. Yeah, you're going to get slimed if you don't uh, give a coin. But there's that thing. And then there's yep. the, the mirror guy who has the Hall of Mirrors who, as it turns out, that actor is uh, Sarah Jane's husband. Yeah, Elizabeth Slayton's Elizabeth husband. Slayton's not the, not husband. the character's husband. That exactly. would be even weirder. Yeah, that would be, you know, make, make Amazing. that Amazing. But all of that, like... It fe- the culture feels very real, like it all it does. feels very alive, like everybody was sort of really into it, it felt like. You know, sometimes we, we yeah, we comment, sometimes people look bored. No, like not this one. the last episode we did, like everybody was, it felt really bustling. And there were a lot of extras in this during the, during the festival scenes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of adults, a lot of kids, and everyone was very, very into it, even though, like you said, it's not the most interesting festival in the world, but everyone was super psyched about it. So, yeah, no, it did. It did feel lively and alive. And that, that set uh, of the bazaar was, I think, very well done, especially, you know, uh, Doctor Who terms adjusted. Um, you know, it was, it was elaborate. It was several stories tall. It was... You know, whether it was painted sets or not, it looked rather large. Um, yeah, so it was actually pretty cool. The cave itself, not nearly as impressive. Well, but... the, the exterior was because the, the cave mouth with the yeah. fangs and everything, it looked like, you know, some kind of Skeletor snake mountain set. When you piece. first see that in um, Tegan's dream, in the dream. And she, that, that even looked so much better, too, as she's like getting drawn into the snake mouth and everything. That looked actually pretty, pretty cool. Uh, and, but yeah, when, once you're inside, right. it's like... Oh, and good. one of the things, so we talked how Tegan has these dreams, and the doctor immediately recognizes there's a threat there, and I think he even... Does well, he immediately he tie the it planet to Mara, name. But he, 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 um, he knew he the did, planet name, and was like, oh, okay, so this is what's going on. And he knew from the start, like... And he yeah. knows enough to, to take a Walkman and turn it into, like, an anti-dreaming device. It, it's almost like that, or like a sleep monitor. She's got some kind of medical device. She's got apnea, on. so it just, yeah, she's it shocks her every time she stops breathing. that she's got to put over <laughs> her face, because she snores. That's, she's, that's it keeps it. everyone awake on the TARDIS. I, okay, so that was an anti-dreaming. Dreaming. But at the same time... She was dreaming because he says our dreams are happening all the time, even when we're not asleep. I didn't know what it was actually supposed to do. I think like, it, was it was suppressing it was those it dreams. Was, like she no, no. was dreaming at night and was aware of it, but while you're awake, you're also dreaming. You're just not aware of it. So it was suppressing all of the dreams to try to prote- uh, no, prevent no, was, her from getting taken over. I understand the purpose was to keep the Mara at bay, basically, but. It was actually to block the outside sensation so that her waking dream, she could focus on her waking dream instead. That's why she couldn't hear anyone. And when she was seeing everything, it was through that weird special effect or whatever, the, the little tunnel vision thing that she had. So, yeah, See, it now, was supposed I to like, suppress the outside. Thing, okay. So I had a different That's why I'm confused by it because it seemed like it was both things. That well, I had happened. a different take on that. That yep. tunnel thing, I thought, was the Mara looking through her. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe. Not Ooh. her. I, I thought it was it was suppressing dreams happening all the time and pre, 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 preventing her from being taken over. But the Mara was overpowering even the device. Oh, I didn't read that at all. 
so she can't hear. But that's why I just read that that special effect of the, of the vision of like that's just her in her dream state. I didn't actually think oh, so that you was read the Mara. That? I thought no, that no, no. Was no. I, I mean, I visual like oh, I okay. read it yeah. as the that's that was what was happening on the screen. Um, so that that's what I I kind of felt. But I, I guess it could work either way. I loved when she uh, when so she faints. She, they're they're in the in the bazaar and she she faints and uh, gets put into a tent with this fortune teller. Yeah. That whole that sequence so I thought cool. was really great. And it was and scary. Woman, like like yeah. When when she talks through that voice, it just any kind of possession thing. Is always kind of it cool. always calls like, to mind the Exorcist, which is going to always yeah. freak me out no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like they, that like scene the, was great. That the fortune teller woman was straight up just like, yeah, I just make up whatever comes to mind. Like this is not real. That's, I just tell them what they want to hear. And it's we cool. we get that a couple of times. Like we get that when we first meet the mirror guy. He's like, yeah. hey, come on in. And then the uh, Macaulay Culkin dude comes up, <laughs> and he's just he's like, you know, I'm. I'm famous, or you know, and he realizes right. who he is, and he's like, "Oh, we're just, you know, this is all, you know, make believe." And they go in there, and I say a bunch of funny stuff, right? So people you're constantly seeing these people that make a living on magic in quotes, and then they explain that it's and not it's real, and then they're presented with real magic later. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, because that that moment to, with the fortune just like teller. the movie Ghost, Dan. Because uh, oh Whoopi Goldberg was a fake psychic. I never saw the movie Ghost with it, so I'm basing this on what I think. Are you the seriously? Movie is you've about. never actually seen Ghost? I've never, I've never seen Ghost. Guys, uh, everyone hit pause. Uh, Eric and I are going to go watch Ghost, and we'll be right back. Oh, God. <laughs> it's actually, I just saw it again recently. It, it holds up. Okay. Um, anyway, so, but I like the fortune teller, like, that. So she says, you know, this is all made up, and it's just whatever I, some, whatever comes to my mind. I'm, sometimes I'm surprised by the things that come to my head. And then the Mara is completely taken over, Tegan, and like, mm-hmm. Changes the crystal ball and like the yeah, snake comes out of it. That was like it was really skull. cool. Looking. Yeah, yeah, I like that awesome. a lot. How dumb was how dumb was how dumb? The I'm director, gonna say very. Uh, Ambrel, when they're looking at the they're talking about the legend. So this is like I think an episode two. Uh, mm-hmm. The doctor's explaining to the director like, "Hey, the legend is real," and the director's like, "No, it's not." Take for instance this hat. That has five five, five faces, faces of that looks yeah. like a helmet, but he can't figure out. And then the doctor's like, "Put it on." Yeah. And even at that moment, Still they don't get realize it. that his face would be the, sixth, the sixth one. It takes an inordinate amount of time for them just to. Uh, now you count them one. Like they literally count use your things. use your fingers if you need to. If you like, can count oh, them. Oh god, not the brain. yeah. That was pretty obvious from the outset, so that was a little frustrating. Right. Um, but. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, and I very well might be. So that was um, six, the six faces of delirium or, or something along those lines. And when when uh, Nyssa and the doctor first go into the snake cave, they see the hieroglyphics, pictograms that are there. I guess not the hieroglyphics, the pictograms that are there. Yeah, and yeah. they're like working out what's happening there, and they see like uh, the outside, this one. external ones? Just before the main chamber. Yeah, the driven. No, but I'm saying on the on the pictogram, they make a point of saying there's external like faces. Yeah, yeah, the ones on the outside border. There was that, but but it had like the main crystal in the middle, and it had human figures going Mm -hmm. around it. I think there were five figures there, and there was the beams coming out of their heads into the main crystal, and then that went off. So I I was that's all to say I was just expecting there to need to be like a contingent of Mara people for this all to happen. Right. And that, and I kept expecting that because Tegan takes over Lon. Um, yes. And, and 
I mean, I thought the same thing. Like I was expecting them to get five people or, that's, or like whatever. Right, and then the sixth one would be the Mara or something. Like, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't just me. Like I felt like I was waiting for more because so. Tegan's the first one. She takes over Lon. And does um, she take over Macaulay the Cal- mirror guy too? In a way, I mean, he's, so they he's, influence him because he has to stare at the like thing. A so crazy he's person when they right. were, uh, but not in the same way that Lon is because he he and and Tegan no. share a voice, which yes, was really yes. kind of fun. Um, so they're definitely much more under the influence than that guy. But there was no more. So I was expecting like, oh, now they're going to take they sort of take over Ambrose the historian a little bit, but they're just inf- they're just blackmailing him in a way. Yeah, with well, Ambrose when they whatever. lead him into that cave. And it just freaks out. Uh, who is the guy? Uh, Don Dogdale. Dogdale. Don Corleone. Don Julio. Uh, uh, Dogdale. He Doug starts Dale. going step right up and woke. and like he's all of a sudden like an animatronic lunatic. Yeah, that part? yeah. So like yeah. he is under in, the under influence the influence of this thing, but right. it's not enough. But I guess the five the five people in the pictogram could have been ten people because that was the people at the end. They yes. Were all feeding yes. their fear into. It was just strange to have the the headdress thing first, kind of set that up, and then yeah, this pictogram. Yeah. So it was just it was a weird kind of. I agree. It would have just been interesting. Anyway, small point, but I thought that was yeah. maybe there was going to be something to that that got changed and it Perhaps. made its way through the draft as the guy was writing it. Who knows? Because the helmet doesn't really then the headdress doesn't really play a role. No, it doesn't really either. play a role other than just to build into the. To the mythology. Right, right. To say that, hey, it's not entirely made up. And the thing that they don't tell you is when you're possessed by Mara that you get – your face gets redder and your teeth start to get – look like they have lipstick on them. Yeah. And I was like, is it really hot in that cave? This is like the end. Is is Tegan getting sick? But no, they do it also to the sun. Yeah, Lon is – to get red. So it's like I guess the transformation into a snake. This is as they're doing the ceremony at the end, and Lon is wearing his really fancy costume. It's pretty. <laughs> with the, it with looks the... like a child drew it with like uh, clouds and clouds unicorns little... jumping over the thing. <laughs> like Care Bear on it. Right, yes. and it looks like a pair of curtains. Like you cut a pair of curtains and just taped it onto him as a dress. It's Which so is so weird. funny because the mother remarks on like how well it fits him. It is literally just a cloth sack over top of him. Oh my goodness, it just fits him perfectly. How strange this story. It's like, yes, it's unusual that it fits so well. It's just a sack with with a big bunch of clouds on it. He looks so ridiculous. <laughs> it look, it's so dumb. It's so it's bad. So dumb. But, but even it made that, me so I happy to see it. him in it. It the, worked those for me. Those are my but... notes, by the way, too. It was holy shit. Uh huh. Does that qualify now? This this is an explicit podcast. We already said dick before. It's that cool. outfit exclamation point. That's all I I wrote wrote down. Yeah. Well, you were not wrong when you said that. Snake bite club. Another note that I have. I like that. <laughs> we're going to start that up later. What did you think of? Okay, so so Tegan gets taken over and she ends up with a snake tattoo on her arm. Yes. Which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. And then. <laughs> And then the other guy the gets effect, it too. But the effect, right. whenever it comes to life, yeah, that was a little. It just blows up. Right, it was a little it's inflatable. A, you see a little guy behind it with a it little. It was pump so just, great with it. Get a bellows <laughs> behind it. Just, it was fun though. Like I, I do, it was a well, cool idea. I like that idea. Snake arm tattoo thing is a thing. Then all of a sudden, for no reason, you get Lon like go, like busting out his falconer gloves. Like all of a sudden, like halfway through, to in order to cover his tattoo, he's got well, those, like. Big leather hawk uh, falconer type gloves with like oh. earrings dangling off of it and bangled uh. from Pandora. And his, normally his arms had the, like 
He had like a white shirt, but like the arms had slits in them. They, they had very questionable fashion sense on this. Ar- uh, it was mostly place. around the arms. In the future, yeah. uh, in a different galaxy, arms are the prize. Um, no, but I think he was wearing the leather gloves previous to that, and then he wore them again. But then he had these gigantic red gloves as part of the ceremony. He did, yeah, but the... I'm pretty sure that the Falconer gloves came after. After only, okay, I thought he I got thought he had worn the previous because that before that he was just wearing those white sleeves with big slits in them. You're really paying attention to his. I forearms. was paying attention to a lot of the outfits, uh, mostly forearms, like, oh, though. Yeah, and I was also saying, wow, those are the worst glow candlesticks. If you're going to go into a cave, are you really going to bring those glow candlesticks after they watch the Punch and Judy's? Show. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And he grabs Ron's those. like, I gotta get prepared for this cave. And he gets like two like cheap glow sticks with snakes wrapped around him that provide right. no light at all in the cave. No. It's like, what? You might as well just leave those. Well, home. they were completely unnecessary too because they had been in the caves and whatever without needing any. I don't know why they needed that. It was a strange thing yeah. to happen, but that's that's fine. Jumping around again, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom, whose name I should know, but I don't. Uh, uh, Tanha. Played by yes, Colette Tana. O'Neill, who was amazing. She's, She's so she was awesome. wonderful. But wonderful. The one, the, specifically about her, there's a scene between her and uh, Chila or Chella, the, the assistant, the guy that becomes yeah, yeah. good. Yep. Where she's talking about her son and her dad and how the son, uh, you know, a young man always wants to overtake the yeah. father. Do you know what I'm talking? Is she plotting with him? For him to take over the directorship because he's a young man and he's subservient to this other guy that maybe she doesn't trust anymore? Or was she talking about overthrowing her own husband? Like, what was the point of that? Because she says you can speak freely and she's trying to prod information out of him. And I didn't quite know where that was going or, you know, I was like, oh, is she... Is there sort of more intrigue going on with this family dynamic? But then they didn't build on it, and it didn't go anywhere. So it was just an interesting scene that was wondering what your take was. Yeah, I mean, it was remarkable that she she mentions this, that she says something like her husband's uh, lingering on longer than expected yes, or something like right. that, which was like, oh, that's strange. But I didn't actually put it together that that's – that maybe she was trying to help draw the parallel – to Chela about Ambrel, like you know, you are going to take this over at some point, just like Ambrel took it over from right uh, the, pre- the pre- from Dojin, now living now in the, the her- desert. Yeah, so so maybe she was just trying. I don't know that she's necessarily any more to that that she was like helping, going to help Lon kill her husband and take that over. I don't think that that was, it was not like a whole Game no, of Thrones yeah, thing happening know. there. Right. It just felt like, what is this for? Like, what- I think that's why that makes sense to me that that she was trying to like get more out of him by saying, "Well, see, I know what I know how this works. This is happening even in my family that you you know." The younger generation wants to take over, and da 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 da. Yeah, I think right. that makes sense to me. That was interesting, and I like that. Uh, jumping around again, Nisa, who I said, "Oh, she's su- she's super smart in this episode." Also, not the best. Let's look for keys inside books. Like, do you notice that she kept looking for the key, and she's flipping, through, she's flipping pages through books. Like, why don't you check the boxes first right. before you start looking for? Check that big pyramid box first. You know, somebody's maybe. gonna hide a key like in a book. Maybe they carved out the inside of the book. I don't know. So you only need to look at it she's once. Spending, you don't need to flip every page. Yeah, you just like open way it and close it. Looking through the pages of a book. I'm like, come on, Nisa. It's literally paging through every single page. Um, yeah. So that that was interesting. I mean, have we have you ever seen uh, the actress that played the mother of Tana before? No, and I I was thinking I Game of like Thrones I too. I was like, oh, she almost reminded me <gasps> of the the I, I can't remember the characters because I haven't been watching yes. it. 
You know who I'm talking about. The uh, grandmother of... Of Highgarden, yes. Yes. And I was yes. like, oh, is it her? That's it's not, it's ex- not her. That's, that's exactly who it does remind me yeah, of, though. It reminded You're me right. of her. And, and this a lot of this this particular storyline was me going, ooh, that's the person from... And I was convinced it was the kid from Excalibur. Uh, it's, it's not. not. No. Um, and then I was convinced that was the woman from Game of Thrones, and it's not. So. And Bill, both of those actors, so Martin Clunes, I don't know Clunes, over here in America, not anyone we'd really know. Same with uh, Colette O'Neill. They both have very extensive filmographies, but I don't really know them from anything. They just, they were excellent. The casting was very good in this. I think everyone was so good. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I like I, we, the director, um, Cummings. What's her first name? I don't know. It's a woman. Uh, Why should I Fiona, remember that? Fiona Cummings. I, I can't identify she with She also her. directed uh, another show that we saw. Excuse me. Um, Another story? Balva, did she do? Oh, did she? Uh, I mean, she I could did look that another up. episode that we saw that was also great. And she gets really good performances out of people. And whoever edited this or the two of them together, were like I loved the lots of cross-cutting and weird scenes, like weird close-ups on things and then cutting back to another thing. Uh, it was just so – I thought it was just so well done. I just – yeah, the, like, there was some weird. I mean, that cross cutting was used several times um, to to pretty good effect. Or it was just it was literally like one shot, another shot, alternate, alternate, faster, 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 faster. Especially at the end, this was yes, when. Um, Alba, sorry, I just, okay, it was good. Yeah. I actually couldn't bring it up. Um, when uh, towards the end, when Tegan's becoming the Mara mm-hmm. Snake, that that you know back and forth, cutting, 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 cutting until her face is inside yes, the snake's mouth cool. was really cool. It was it was effective. There was no epileptic warning at the beginning of that, but um Now you mentioned the special effects maybe being updated on a DVD release or something. I don't know which version I saw. I thought the special effects on the snake when the Mara finally gets made flesh cuz you know this whole yep. thing is about them trying to get the great crystal which turns thoughts into physical form. Yeah, we didn't even mention that, yeah, did we? <laughs> that's sort of the whole... The, the whole plot. Uh, the Doctor is really too late, and they're able to get the crystal there. Yep. Everyone freaks out. It's enough that now the Mara becomes flesh. But it and needs, it needs the... everyone there to believe in it. Yes. Everyone who's yeah, present to believe in it. The more people that believe, yep. and the more people that feed their fear into this yep. thing, um, you know, the more powerful it becomes. So you mentioned so the it's snake on to come her alive. arm. Yeah, blows up. up. That part was... Was certainly not less than spectacular. Yes, uh, but when it fell Effective, on the ground though. and then it turned in, it, it sort of morphed into the snake, and it looked very much like the snake in Dreamscape. Yes, that transformation, did. I thought that looked good. Like, no, I, it did for you know for the time, and you know it. it I thought that was a good special effect. And then I agree. you mentioned that it was updated. Maybe I saw the updated one. No, so I don't. No, know. so what I was saying was I was just looking around uh, before we started recording this just to see if there are any on YouTube, any of the special features, because we're watching it now on, on BritBox, which is awesome, super convenient, but we don't get all the DVD extras that you used to watch and tell me yeah, about I, <laughs> live I on may, the air yeah, here. I may have to go back to Netflix for that. So what on. I was watching, I actually, I was searching for, for Snake Dance special features, but actually one of the results was for Kinda, and it was a side-by-side comparison of a scene in Kinda. Um, you know how they mentioned in this one that it's, the mirrors um, kind of contained it in a circle so it couldn't break free? Yes, so yes. why were these mirrors not effective? Well, I'm not inside a circle. Da, da, da. So that came from Kinda that we didn't watch. Um, but they have that scene on YouTube side by side 
of the original uh, as it was transmitted and then a DVD version of it with an updated special effect for the snake. So it's not this story. It's Kinda. Okay. Okay. But it is side by side of this giant Mara snake. Um, it wasn't necessary at all. I think that the, the effect from the original broadcast, I guess that would be like 81, 82 – was fine. It was. It was. It was appropriate. It was. It was just as good as other special effects of that era for Doctor Who. Um, I don't think you get a whole lot out of that um, CGI snake. Instead, it was almost of the era of uh, like Xena Warrior Princess CGI, mm-hmm. which like right. oh that's better I guess, but not awesome. So it didn't really lend itself to anything special here. What we do have in Snake Dance is a whole lot of rubber snakes. All over the place. Yeah, and then some real snakes. You get a cut. Yeah, we get one thing. One time in this entire thing, when they're doing their peyote snake venom dance. Yeah. um, Which I loved. I loved that whole thing. By the way, Eric loved that part, guys. Yeah, because it's so weird because you don't get like – Things like that often. The, you know what I mean? Like you the don't telepathy get, like, stuff. You how never do we get figure that. this out? We're just gonna sit cross-legged across from each other and trip out die. and talk to each other through our mind to figure out the quiet space. Uh, the oh no, the calm point. The calm point. Yeah, the calm point is, so is everywhere, man. No. Totally. So the uh, Doug, uh, uh, Doug. Dogen, <laughs> Doug Doug the Hermit. <laughs> Dojin pulls out that snake, and it's clearly a rubber snake, and he brings it to his wrist and bites him, and it's all a fake snake. Right. And then he hands it to the doctor, and it's a rubber snake, and he has it. And, and then just for one shot, for like two seconds, it's a real snake. Yeah, and then it goes back to being a rubber snake again. It's like, well, you know, guys, you were doing fine manipulating the snake and making it look sort of realish. Why did you need it for that one shot? And then he bites him. And, yeah, awesome. they trip and at out. the end, you know, the, the climax I thought was also very good. You know, you have quick. all the people fig- freaking out and feeding into it, and the snake's coming alive, and the doctor's holding it together by finding calm. And he shouts him. to everyone. He, like, yells he at does. them He's like, you to idiots. find You're your calm point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, calm down! Yeah, <laughs> reach inside yourselves and find the still point. It's the, oh, the still, still point. point. I'm still sorry. Point. He shouts at everyone as though everyone should be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my still point. Duh. But, it great, but then he uses his little crystal and he finds his still yep. point and then the yep. wandering hippie joins him and then both of them together destroy the snake somehow. But I loved it. Yeah. I, I, what was so – to me it seems so quick that like boom, 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 boom. Now the snake's dead and it's a puddle of ooze on the ground. Yeah, like, and then Tegan is like PTSD quick. all really having a hard time because she, I guess, hasn't been exposed to all of this – you know, because we didn't really talk about what the Mara was, yeah. but it's sort of this advanced civilization creates a crystal that can create anything that's in your mind. Yep. And inadvertently, all of the horrible things that make humans humans, and I guess they're not humans, whatever. No, they actually they say are. human. They actually say okay. human. So humans are garbage. I think we all agree. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it. <laughs> so it's imagine taking all the humans now and taking the worst parts of them and making that into something. And yeah, I think of... it's a an orange-haired goblin that now lives in a yes. giant white house. Yeah. So. And and now Tegan has been that, and she's has to process all of that. So that I yeah. like the fact that they had that scene too. It wasn't just like the snake's dead. Here's the ooze credits. They at least spend you know forty thirty seconds, whatever it was, on her sort of dealing with that, dealing with whatever yeah. that is. Well, there's there's also a deleted scene as well that was on on YouTube that just it's it's another like. 30 seconds of that as the doctor and Nisa and Tegan are walking out of that uh, chamber. Um, she stops them and says, well, you know, for the two of you, you're heroes. You defeated this, this, uh, 
this Mara. But for me, I mean, I'm the cause of it. I started all this, oh, so this is very hard for me. And the doctor says, well, you know, think of it this way. If you hadn't, if the Mara hadn't kind of hitched, he didn't say this, but if the Mara hadn't hitchhiked in your brain and you, we brought it back here, we never could have defeated it. Yeah, and they do Which say that. Of, yeah, yeah, that they do make a, say that similar sentiment earlier when they talk right. about why couldn't you just destroy the crystal? Because they're trying to figure out why they couldn't destroy the crystal. Just destroy, I, yeah, it's, yeah. We would just postpone. We're not actually destroying the Mara. We're only it actually had to kind of manifest so they yeah. could destroy it. So it was good. I, mean, I, that's I interesting really like her. It. I'd like to see. I mean, I don't know how much more they're going to talk about this, but this is a huge traumatic event that should shape the rest of <laughs> Tegan's yeah. existence. I mean, this is this was a really big deal because they, they kind of like make slight reference to it in other stories that she had a kind of being living in her brain, um, and now it like came back again. So this, it makes in, it a little more interesting. In uh, Sonic Screwdriver news, we oh, always talk it. about sort of him not having it, and they make a point of saying he can't open a lock. Uh, and I think Nisa's like, I wish you had your Sonic Screwdriver. He's like, well, we don't, but we have well, this. And he shows you know, the book, and they read the notes. Yeah. Because yeah. it's knowledge and uh, self-reflection. Read. These are the things that fix the ills of society, Dan. That's why oh. I like this story. Oh, I see. All right. Uh, what else do we have here? Is there anything else that we need to, uh, no, I mean, so it sounds like you're, you like it, but you're sort of middle of the roadie with it. Maybe some, it wasn't the best, but it's certainly towards not the, the worst. Definitely towards the top. Definitely towards the top. I don't know what about it specifically didn't make it like a wow sort of story, but I, I think the story overall, like I said at the beginning, the more we talk about it, the more I'm going to realize I actually liked it. Um, I liked every you know plot point, every beat that happened in it. I think the performances were fantastic. The production values were great. That costume that Lon gets to wear at the end, I mean, just fantastic. Yeah, that's so that pretty much sold it for me. And that whole ceremony at the end is so. I talked about this a little bit. It's, but it's just so boring. And then he's like, "Do uh, do all the evils of the world are in your hand? Put the oh, dust. Gosh. Put the dust in his hand." I put the dust Gl- in my glitter hand. dust. Yeah, and then he's just like going through that whole thing. But then he oh, he well, it was actually kind of interesting because he does say like he keeps saying, um, you know, he has the dust in his hand. and That's the fear, and then he releases the fear, and and that is enough. And he's and like, he keeps, all we are is dust in the wind, right? But he keep, then, yes, he does say that. But he says, and, and that is enough. And then you know, he breaks the stick, and the stick falls to the ground, and we have whatever, and that that is enough. So this ceremony, they keep saying that is enough. As a Jew, this uh, calls to mind Dainu, which is mm-hmm. a story, the, the song during Passover, like, it would suffice us. This is uh, what God did for us is enough. So it's kind of interesting. They actually kind of brought this, it, there was kind of a religious feel to all this. We don't use glitter dust right. uh, at Passover, <laughs> but I'm going to bring it up to my grandfather the, uh... and say maybe we should. Maybe we should bring <laughs> glitter dust into it now. Um what else do we got? I think it was it was, it was uh, no. So like I said, it. overall, there, there's not no individual thing that made me not like it, but for some reason it didn't quite gel entirely. Like, yeah, I don't know what I would point to to say that it could make it better, but okay, it was it was it was good. It was yeah, good. I mean, for me, I really like again from the first frame. I was like, this is that's I kind of gravitate towards that stuff anyway. It feels like you could watch this and then watch Zardos or something. Hmm. Um, and I like I like that movie. Not ironically, I, I like that movie a lot. But that's because um, you're a weirdo. Of yeah, I am. Of the Peter Davison show or stories that we've done, this is for me heads and tails, pretty much above everything. Heads uh, and tails. Heads and tails. 
Is that even did, an expression? That's a good hit. But is it heads or tails above? Head and shoulders. Heads above? and shoulders, knees and toes. Yeah, that's it. Heads, shoulders, <laughs> knees and toes above the rest. So to talk again, uh, me speak good. <laughs> Earthshock is is right up there too, but yeah. I don't know. I just really thought this was on its own. It just felt like a complete story. It was interesting. I liked yeah. the religion. I liked the acting. I liked it all. And I like the continuation of this uh, story from a previous one. I like the continuity. Previous one that we had not seen. Not had that we had not seen that one. All right. Well, thank you for all that then. Uh, Let's talk about some of our feedback from our listeners. Did we get feedback on this episode, I believe? We We did, did, yeah. So on on the tweeters, I I wanted to see what some people thought about this. So we got some replies. Uh, Chris Depps again said to us, uh, Kendo was one of my favorite stories. Snake Dance kind of a crap sequel but interested to get your take well you have our take i don't see we can't compare it as a sequel it as a standalone um i think it works like i said i can't i can't point to what about it doesn't quite make it a perfect story but i liked it yeah eric loved it eric thinks the best thing they've ever done i've loved it's a favorite he loved it since the day he was born i would i'm even more interested now in seeing kinda uh Especially hearing that, I guess maybe a lot of people think that Kinda is better than Snake Dance, but they were both really poorly received at really? the time. And, and and like I think during at the end of the season, you know, the Doctor Who magazine did a did a reader poll of like rating the stories. I think Kinda was at the bottom of that list. Like it's strange, but uh, it's the article I read does go on to say like it's it's become more appreciated as time has gone by. Interesting, but um. We got another uh, tweet to this. Uh, Theta Sigma says, uh, a brilliant piece of poorly realized – oh, a brilliant piece poorly realized, sadly. Uh, would love to see the same cast make the same story with today's budget and uh, special effects. Now, that, with that comment there, do you think that their issue is based on this, this special effects? This is what didn't work maybe, out? Maybe. Or the actual and, story? Well, no, it, it says, sounds like they said same piece. story it's, and same cast. but Yeah, so just – yeah, the effects yeah. didn't. I don't know. Did I? They weren't so they bad. Were totally we've fine. seen the thing is we've seen much worse. Right. These were overall, except for like the blow up snake, which even then wasn't that offensive because it was a cool idea. It was that that yeah. tattoo that actually became three D and alive. That you know, how yeah, else are you going to do it? Tegan, it was good. Like with the voice and the uh, crazy eyes. And oh, just, I forgot about the glowing eyes me. too. Look she did the glowing me. eyes that you have to stare at her like that. Okay, yeah. that was it was awesome. And then like her and the. With their hands intertwined, her and uh, Macaulay Culkin. What is the character's name? Because I got a Lon. Lon. Mm-hmm. When they're talking back and forth, and they both have the voice, like they that, share the voice, and yeah, they laugh at the same great. time. Super creepy. I love it. And then Omega says to us, uh, "Kinda and Snake Dance scared the bejesus out of me as a kid. Oh, the nightmares I yeah, had. I could, see, I could that. see that. I could totally get, see getting scared. Especially, um, you bring up uh, the movie Dreamscape. Everyone got and watched that instead of Ghost. Um." That scared the crap out of me, too, because that snake. So, yeah, yeah this, I am 100%. When I was 100%. a kid, too, do you remember um, The Greatest American Hero? Yes. That show? Yes. There was one with Maxwell, who's the FBI agent, who's sort of his friend, gets possessed in a house, and there's like a oh. wheelchair or something. I can't remember any of the details of it, but it freaked me out forever. So and now it, you can't be near wheelchairs, right? I think right? that even Max Maxwell was talking through a voice. So, like, if I was a kid, like um, the commoner here, it would have totally yeah. scared me. Yeah, same. Um, okay, so thank you for those, those tweets, guys, for getting back to us so quickly on those. So, but I think we kind of we got an email know. too, right? That was interesting. Yes, yeah, so we got several emails. Um, 
Let's just go through those quickly here. Thank you guys so much, by the way, for writing into us. Um, Michael writes to us to say, uh, with the subject line of the Marwin Undead, which is a story we'll be doing shortly. Is that the next one? That's the next one. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, Michael no says, uh, here, right? well, let's find out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question you might like to ponder in the lead up to an episode okay. on your schedule. Please don't ruin it. Uh, I don't think I'm spoiling it by letting you know. Marwin Undead is partly set in the 1980s school with re- with the return of a past companion as a teacher. Well, that's a spoiler. Interesting, yeah. Well, I don't know who <laughs> the companion okay. is, so cool. we'll, I'm excited now. If you don't know already, which we don't, which companion do you think it is? Place your bets, folks. Ooh, okay. keep up the good All work right. and so don't pay too much to... attention to the one-star reviews. Oh, actually, he says, keep up the good work and don't pay too much attention to the one-star reviews. Hang on to that thought, Michael. Anyway, okay, so previous companions. Who could come back? Do you who, think, would you like to, who would you like to come back? Do you back? think – I'm going to say it is Harry. Ooh. Around the time like, – you know, Sarah Jane and Harry, remember when – uh, Yeah, yeah, Tom no, Baker I know who you mean. I, I would never say Harry would come back like that. But I just, well, did he die? I don't, I don't even remember if we who saw cares? him leave. It was Harry. He was such did a – Did we see him leave? I don't think we re- saw the episode in which he leaves. Or maybe we did. It doesn't matter. I would have cried. I would have cried my eyes out. I'm going to say that, and I, I have absolutely no idea who it is. So what's your – I have your... no idea who it is. I would love to see Joe Grant come back. I just really like Joe Grant. All right. But she, last we saw her, she was off getting married to the uh, uh, activist hippie. Oh, right. Oh, so that's we'll right. we'll see if they're still Maybe. together. Maybe. Hey, it's possible. She's All right. Earth. So you're going Joe Grant. Go I'm Joe going Grant. Harry. We will find out. We literally – we don't – we try to avoid spoilers as much as possible so neither of us know. We're probably neither of us right. But, okay, Michael, so thank you for – that. And do you think it could be like someone like Sarah Jane? I, feel I don't know. Like I would of... know that. I feel like I would. That would have just like right. I would have come across that by accident. So no, I don't think so. Okay. So Plus, we, she we comes back. Our, she comes back books. in the um, in the uh, new Doctor Who tenth uh, season or tenth Doctor um, comes back in the school episode. School ties. But Sarah Jane does. No, 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 no but it would just be too much of a, like, it's okay. the same thing again. I, I, that's why I don't think it would be her. All right, so we will see okay. if we were, we are right. Thank you for we the email and for the, uh, for the question. Okay, um, going on, next one from PB uh, with the t- subject line of Earthshock, Arc of Infinity. This is a kind of a long one, but let's see. Uh, in Earthshock, you kind of indicated that you felt a line had been inserted into the script to say that the Cybermen were vulnerable to gold as a means of giving Adric a penultimate act of heroism yeah. to perform with the Star of... Uh, mathematical right. excellence. I don't remember uh, saying that, but it, we could have because I don't. I definitely that. remember saying I something along the lines of, uh, "Boy, that felt blackout. convenient." Okay. <laughs> you do get blackout drunk during the show. <laughs> no, I only just blackout when you're talking. If you're talking, <laughs> I just like phase out, and I'm like, All right, "What right. other? What stupid thing am I going to say next?" And I go through my book of stupid. What people don't know is thing. we record each side of this review separately without <laughs> talking to <laughs> each other, apart, and Eric yeah. <laughs> Eric just edits them all together. Um, so. No, I do remember saying, like, oh, that felt kind of convenient. So gotcha. that was me. That was me. Right, um, in actual fact, he says, uh, the details felt previously mentioned in a Tom Baker story, Revenge of the Cybermans, um, in his first season. This is the main crux of the story is uh, Cybermen had des- had decided to wage war against the planet Voga. Da, 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 da. So I was wrong. It was a thing. And they used it to great effect. So that's good. And we good. had not Glad. reviewed Revenge of the Cybermen. So I don't know if we want to add that to our list or not. 
Perhaps we will. We have so many things we need to come back to. Uh, he does go on to say regarding Adric, I had never thought about it before, but agree with your analysis. He was quite simply a character that few writers knew how to utilize. I think that was the problem all along for yep. me. I always feel that way. In some respects, he was another K-9 robotic no um an inconvenience that writers had to sort of write around but with more difficulty as he wasn't overcome by harsh terrain damp or wet <laughs> conditions or a flat that battery we know, that we know of. that we know of <laughs> right. as can't go outside he has a bad knee when it rains he can't walk um he says i also agree that that terror of the zygons is a classic tom baker story that should definitely be covered also recommends there are some recommendations for us to come back around to uh the dalek invasion of earth susan's last story uh, the War Games, albeit in some kind of a bridge form, as it is 10 episodes long, but featured Patrick Troughton's exit. Yeah, we'll come back to it. And the Claws of Axos, already mentioned by another listener. Thanks for the great podcast. Hey, thank you, PB, for that great email. And uh, I thank will you. say, like, we have said, hey, we're adding this one, we're adding this one, we're adding this one. I don't think we've added them. We um, will get back to that so when we, we get will closer definitely to do the that. End. And there's a number of, you know, people have made comments, I know, and they've brought stuff up, and we've said we'll do it. And if it's not appearing yet, it doesn't mean we've forgotten it. Yep. And if you want to make absolutely sure that your voice is heard, you can just comment on the schedule page and we'll take those. But we're going to go back through the emails and and grab the ones that we think are going to uh, make a lot of sense for us to revisit. Last, but certainly not least, again from uh, Deborah. Thank you for writing to us with the subject line of Snake Dance. Uh, This is my Doctor Who fandom story. My brother was a Doctor Who fan watching the show on PBS back in the late 70s and early 80s and tried to get me to watch the show, but I couldn't get into the show back then. Cut to 2011, uh, my fandom of two other shows led me to the new Doctor Who episodes, which started airing on my local PBS station at the time. Um, Thinking that it was time to give the show a a new try, uh, she picked up Snake Dance from her local library to watch. A very good way to watch some of these stories, Um, but now that we have streaming, thank goodness that's there. Um, She says, uh, I didn't like it at the time, uh, but I have have rewatched the episode to find it better than I thought which seems to be the case for a lot of people. Uh, this episode can be better understood if you go back and watch uh, Kinda. Kinda. Please add right. it to your list and go back and watch the two. So, yeah, I, 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 that would be interesting to see how watching Kinda changes our perception of this one, though I don't think it could do much to enhance it for Eric because he thinks it's the best story yeah, ever I, written. I, I was good. No, I wouldn't say the best <laughs> classic Doctor Who. Best Peter Davidson story, but okay. I would put it up there with some of my favorite classic Doctor Who stories. Oh, I'm, all right. It's interesting because I didn't realize I would be such an outlier. It seems like most people probably don't love this episode. Didn't like it at the time. Yeah. Came around to liking it more. Uh, so that's our emails. Thank you very much, guys, for tweeting and uh, writing into the old Doctor Who Show at gmail.com. Um, the very last thing, we don't have any new reviews. So if you want to, you can go to your um, iTunes uh, podcast app and rate us there if you like the yeah, show. Give us a rating. Come give on. Us a rating, give, give us a rating. Give us a rating. Write us an email. The old Doctor Who Show at gmail.com. As Dan had mentioned, we will read it, we'll on, read the, it. On, on air. Just like we did. Yeah. Ideally, if you can get your comments, if you've watched. Our next episode, which is Modern uh, Undead. Undead, get that to us, and we'll rev- uh, read your feedback after we do ours. Yep. Um, speaking of iTunes reviews, just want to let you guys know, uh, Corey Hames' robot amended the review, yeah, that we... one-star review. So I guess uh, complaining in, about our one-star <laughs> review actually turned it into a five-star review. Now, so I don't recommend review. that you also leave a one-star review and then go back and change it to a five-star review. Because Eric will murder himself. Yeah, just start with the five-star. Or, or if star. you don't like it, you don't like it, but Do the, give us the, the review that you think we earn, and hopefully right. that is a good review. 
And if it's a bad I, honestly, review, maybe just listen to another podcast. There are <laughs> have, 20 have, million Doctor right. Who podcasts, but none as charming as Eric and I. Um, but we but thank anyway, anyone so, that So thank you for taking the time, though. That means a lot to us. Um, you don't have to do that. Uh, you don't even have to listen to us. And the fact that you do makes us both very happy. So thank you, guys. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, again, you can tweet to us at TODW Show on the tweeters. Um, or you can email us at theolddoctorwhoshow at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook at slash TODWS. Uh, we'll post and Instagram uh, at T-O-D-W-S show. I forgot about that. T-O-D-W show, same as our, our Twitter. That's on their Instagrams. We're going to start trying to pick that up a bit more and put some of our silly gifts up there. Yeah, after um, every um, show gets posted, I will usually take a video photo of one of your gifts. From, yeah. From the episode. Yeah, and don't forget to go check out the, the episode page. I know you guys are probably getting this on your podcast feed. Um but you can always go to the old Doctor Who show dot com, um, and you'll see our schedule page there. You'll also see uh, all of our previous episodes listed. Um, most of the newer ones, maybe the past like ten, fifteen or so, um, I've started putting together some silly gifts from each of these um, stories. And then the, even the newer ones, those pages will load even faster. I kind of change the page around, so you can take those gifts and share them to all of your friends uh, and enjoy. So. Until we talk to you guys again in uh, three weeks. Yeah, have a good uh, be kind to each other, right? Yeah, that's that's the thing we say now. Is it? I, I, think I don't I, know. You know like we can it. I like come it, up though. with new things. I like to say different things, and oh. uh, this time, be nice it's to each be- other. But right. if everybody just stopped being a dick, everything would be better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. universally, everything no, I'm, would I'm be totally, better. I'm totally, totally with you on that. That's sort of it. If you hey, can get hey, guys. that down... There are no other problems. He's coming off the peyote now, so it's going to start getting real. I'm just sitting here like Dan, Dan's looking at me through the video, and I'm just, I am just have a snake, and I'm just biting it into my arm and just trying to find my, my, uh, His still it, my, point. Quiet, my still point. Your quiet place. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Thank you, uh, everybody. We'll Thanks, folks. Again. Bye. <laughs>